Well, Victoria Day long weekend, always a nice time to take a road trip, but gas prices may be factoring into your plans this year. 229.9 in most places here in Victoria, where I am. Saw an interesting meme the other day. We're emerging from not being allowed to travel to not being afforded to travel too far from home. Uh, again, a bit of relief today, though, across the country. Gas Buddy says uh, average is $1.99 across the country. Still really high, though. So will prices come down anytime soon? And should we get some tax relief? Absolutely, yes says my next guest. Joining me is Ian Lee. He's an associate professor at the Sprott School of Business at Carleton University in Ottawa. Welcome. My pleasure, Ben. I mean, there's a lot of factors at play here, but what is the problem? Why are we seeing prices high and staying there? I think there's three reasons. And um, some of the stories and pundits in the media are, are getting it, but I think there's, it's multifaceted. First and foremost is, is obviously COVID, uh, but it's not as obvious as it may seem. It wasn't COVID. It was the reaction of government to COVID. And I'm talking, of course, about the lockdown. What's that got to do with gas? Well, they told large numbers of us in Canada, the US and elsewhere, stay home, don't go to work, stop driving. Demand for gasoline and diesel collapsed. So what did the refineries do? They can't just keep on producing the stuff if nobody's buying it. So they shut down the refineries. And refineries are very complex pieces of investment. You don't just flick on a light switch and back there up and running. There's quite a rigmarole to bring in the back on stream. Uh, the second, of course, is that horrible and illegal invasion of Ukraine by Russia, huge oil producer, one of the three largest in the world. And it, um, it caused uncertainty, which drove the prices up. And then thirdly, the, um, the third reason, back to COVID, but it's separate, was governments and corporations, I argue, profoundly underestimated the resilience in the economy in Canada and the US and elsewhere they thought, in fact, I got quotes where ministers of finance, including our own, said, we're going to this long COVID recession. What happened, in fact? The moment the lockdown was over, the economy snapped back like a very strong rubber band that would just about take your skin off your face if it hit you. Um, and I mean by that, the demand just came roaring back, caught them completely flat-footed. And so they've been behind the eight ball since. Demand has exceeded supply ever since. The, the COVID lockdowns. And then overlaying all of that was that the some of the refineries um, uh, uh, decided to mothball older, less efficient ones that are not up to the latest environmental standards. There is presently a shortage of refining across Canada, the United States. In other words, much as I want to blame Putin and Russia, um, it's actually not principally because of Putin and Russia. The Saudi Arabian oil minister just two days ago said, don't yell at us for not pumping more oil. He says, you can't refine it even if we did. And he is absolutely correct. The data shows that there is serious, significant shortage of refinery capacity to turn that crude oil into gasoline, jet fuel, propane, diesel. And as a consequence, we're paying the margins, the crack margins, they're called, the refining margins of the refineries has gone through the roof. And it's incredible. They're now, gasoline is, the crack margins are the equivalent of $155 a barrel. Jet fuel is the equivalent of $255 a barrel because the refineries are making a killing because there's a shortage. What happens in a shortage? Price goes up. I guess the good news in that is that refineries, uh, you know, you, that eventually will ramp back up. It will. It will come back into balance. Markets do. And of course, in the short term, there's great suffering. I get that. But they will come back into balance because it's so profitable for to, to create, bring uh, refineries on stream, build new ones or refurbish older ones. And the other thing, unfortunately, but it's accurate, 
um, these very high prices engage, do something that economists call demand destruction, which is a fancy way of saying it. It kicks people out of the market who can't afford those prices. And uh, so demand destruction does what? It reduces demand. So if you're increasing the supply and reducing the demand, you're going to bring the markets back into balance. How soon? By next spring, maybe next summer, I'm thinking we're going to see prices. I don't think we're going back to $1.20 a liter, but we could see prices maybe back at $150 or $160 a liter by next summer. I'm talking a year away. It's going to be a painful year for, for those yes. who are already having pain. Uh, yes. A lot of a lot of conversation, especially after Alberta went ahead and dropped, uh, dropped taxes on gas. A lot of uh, talk now out here in BC as well about whether that's a good idea. Uh, what is your take on on, on taxes and, and gasoline and, and what government should be doing, what policymakers yes. should be yes. doing now? Um, I, um, I'm going to answer your question in a, a kind of a roundabout way and a, a rather unusual way. I really do believe, because I lived through the 70s as a very young man in my 20s, I was a banker before I became a professor. And I lived through the 70s, and I was a mortgage manager when interest rates hit 20%. And anyone who says, and I get people writing me saying, oh, interest rates aren't going to bring down inflation. <laughs> I lived through it. Yes, you put interest rates up high enough, and let me tell you, you could destroy all kinds of things, including inflation. They did it. So I think what they've got to do is this now to answer your question, is we need the prime minister, the leader of the country, to have a fireside chat, whatever, on national television, explain why we've got to significantly increase interest rates uh, to address these inflationary, this raging fire. But to sugarcoat it, Mm -hmm. what they need to do is say, look, we understand the suffering you're experiencing. We are going to announce a short-term reduction or short-term respite in the taxes that we, the government of Canada, collect from gasoline. It's not just the carbon tax. They also collect excise taxes. They also collect sales taxes. The combined provincial federal uh, percentage of the retail price is around 40%. $2 a liter, I know you're paying a lot more than that out there, but I'm using $2 because it's a nice even number. 40% on $2 a liter is 80 cents a liter in ga- and taxes going to Fed and provincial. You're out there paying, I think, 230 or something. So you are paying more than a dollar a liter in taxes to the government of Canada and the government of British Columbia. They could announce a temporary, meaning 90 days, six months. They can have their economists ballpark and estimate when do we think prices are going to come back down and tell everybody, look, it's not permanent. We think prices will be down six months from now. So we're going to announce a six-month reduction, maybe not elimination, but maybe reduce them by 50% or something to give some short-term relief. Well, the interest rates that are necessary, who are the real firefighters to put out the fire, the inflation fire, that will take longer to kick in. So this would sugarcoat it and give short-term relief while the longer-term relief is kicking in. Ian Lee, thank you so much for your time tonight. Have a good long weekend. Uh, And the same to you. My pleasure. And thank you very much.